In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the very latest with Evgeny Kuznetsov's suspension and what that'll mean to the Capitals. We talk about Connor Brown and his injury. How much time will he be missing? And then we'll talk about the offensive outburst of Alex Ovechkin. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this episode, we will talk about the biggest news today. And that was Evgeny Kuznetsov getting suspended for one game. And uh, when you watch the game, it didn't really come as much of a surprise. You know, there was the hit and then there was the kind of the hit when he was on the ground and uh, what that means for the Capitals and ultimately Evgeny Kuznetsov. This story in The Athletic, center Evgeny Kuznetsov was suspended one game for high-sticking Canucks defenseman Kyle Burrows on Tuesday and winger Connor Brown uh, was absent from practice. So those are the two big things uh, that we'll talk about in the show and the thing about it was, is, you know, he has been, uh, he's had issues with that before um, being suspended and kind of being a little bit too physical at times. It's one of the things that he's going to have to reel in because if, if that's going to be a lingering issue that keeps happening again and again, then um, that's not going to be good for him. That's not going to be uh, good for the team. Evgeny Kuznetsov did have a hearing today for the high sticking. Uh, Kuznetsov has been suspended once before, uh, three games for off-ice conduct in 2019 for personal issues. Um, and then it was ruled today that, in fact, he will be suspended for one game. So we won't have Kuzi on the ice uh, for the next game against the Senators. But, um, you know, like I say, it was one of the things where you watched it and, um, you know, I can kind of see where they're coming from. It was that, you know, it was the hit. And then the hit after the hit is what kind of drew the ire of the referees. And, um, and and that's why he got suspended. Because, you can, like I say, you can't hit after the hit. Kuznetsov's suspension is the first of his 10-year NHL career for an on-ice transgression. Like I talked about, there was that issue in 2019. He's also been fined twice, 2000 for diving in 2017 and 5000 for high-sticking then-Florida forward Noel Akari late last season. On Monday night, Kuznetsov received a two-minute penalty for striking Burroughs in the face with his stick blade. And that's one of the things that you can't do. I know that emotions run high, but you can't you can't get that vested into it. You got to kind of find a way to walk away. And I know that that's easy for me to say as I record this podcast from my home, but when you're on the ice and, and the emotions are running high, 
that's what you can't do is, is you can't make those hits after the fact. I would want that same protection if that happened to one of the guys on the Washington Capitals. So, you know, it, it's got to be fair all the way across. And I think, you know, that the, the league got it right. The Canucks scored on the ensuing power play and cameras caught Kuznetsov mouthing the words, my bad, in the direction of his teammates as he returned to the Caps bench. Kuznetsov notched three assists in the third period as Washington rallied from a, for a 6-4 to four victory. And, uh, you know, that was one of the things. Some people thought that he should have had a five-minute major out there for that, but... I think the justice has been served. I don't think that there's any long-term injury associated with the other player. I guess I haven't read or saw anything else that indicates as such, but you know, you, you can't let these kind of things go get away and not get punished for them. So I think that the league got it right. In the Department of Player Safety's video explaining its reasoning for suspending Kuznetsov, the NHL's chief disciplinarian, George Paros, pointed to the international nature of Kuznetsov whack is a primary reason for the ban. So it, it was intentional. It's not like, you know, it was an accident, like an oops kind of thing. He did it on purpose. They caught him doing it. And that's why he got suspended. As Kuznetsov got back to his feet, he pulls back his stick and swings it purposefully at Burroughs, making contact with his face. Paro said in the video, it's important to note that this is not a, on a careless use. Rather, this is an intentional stick swing toward an opponent that makes high contact. And with all the injuries out there, we don't need to add things like this uh, to the injury list. So again, I, the league got it right and, and message sent, message received. I think that, you know, he's going to he's gonna sus be suspended for one game and will move forward. He's just going to have to be cognizant of this going forward, uh, that he doesn't make these kind of mistakes. In his Tuesday morning phone hearing with the Department of Player Safety, Kuznetsov said he did not intend for his stick swing to hit Burroughs so high, according to Paros. But players are accountable for their stick at all time. He explained what causes this play to rise to the level of supplemental discipline is the purposeful nature of the swing and the location of where it lands on the opponent. Prior to the suspension being announced, Laviolette said he felt Kuznetsov high stick was accidental. Of course, the coach is going to have his players back. If your coach turns on you, then you know you're in really a tough uh, situation there. Oftentimes when you are in a battle like that, sometimes things are reactionary, he said. And I agree in that regard. You know, I, I mean, did he intend to hurt him? You know, I guess that's conjecture. I guess that's hearsay. We don't really know. I know that he did hit him up high and it was purposeful. It wasn't in the act of the play. He just kind of swung up and hit him. If there is a silver lining to the suspension, it's this. The ban comes at a time when Kuznetsov is battling an undisclosed nagging ailment. He did not participate in Sunday's optional practice, Monday morning skate, or Tuesday's full practice. As for Brown, the severity of his injury was not immediately known, but the injury in its aftermath looked concerning. Brown was engaged with Canucks defenseman Noah Juleson when he went down and coiled uh, with the boards in front of the visitor's bench. So multiple issues going on in that game. But as far as Kuznetsov is concerned, you know, maybe this is going to be a good opportunity to insert Connor McMichael in there because he, we do know that uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov will be missing uh, for one game for sure. We do know that. So, you know, oftentimes you hear players say, when did you get your big break? I got my big break when this player got injured. So, and then they played so well that they couldn't send them back down. So in this case, 
it could be an, a really good opportunity for someone like a Connor McMichael to go out and really show what he has. You know, everyone, if you're on Twitter and social media, everyone is saying, Connor McMichael, it's time for Connor McMichael. This is the perfect opportunity for Connor to get his start at center and see what he really has in the tank. I know that he played last season and we saw what he had, but this is a new season. He's bulked up, he's in better shape. He is the future of this Caps team going forward. We know that. It's an aging roster. Uh, I've talked about that at nauseum in this podcast over the last summer and into this season. So it's good to kind of slowly integrate these younger players in there. I do think this is a great opportunity for someone like Connor McMichael to play. And, you know, it was speculated that uh, Kuznetsov was going to get scratched in this last game because of injury. Some people also speculated it was because of poor play because he hasn't, you know, his production hasn't been quite where the Caps think it should have been. So in any case, this is a really good inroads uh, for Connor McMichael to go out there and show what he has. Has. Will it be Connor McMichael? In fact, uh, in the next game, I don't know. But that, it, to me, as a fan, someone that observes the team, that only seems logical. He, you know, everyone's saying he needs his opportunity. Let's get Connor McMichael some game time action. He's on the big team, for God's sake. Get him in a game and see what 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 he has in the tank. I think that only makes sense. All right. So after the break here, we will talk about Connor Brown and his lower body injury and what that means for the Capitals. We'll talk about that next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And guys, now that the NFL season is going at full steam and the NHL season is going, you need BetOnline. So, Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second listen game to game. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on Odyssey, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment, we will talk about Connor Brown and his lower body injury. This is less than ideal. They, the Capitals signed Connor Brown to ostensibly fill the role of Tom Wilson on this team until he comes back. And, you know, I'm, they're saying between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And for him to suffer that lower body injury, like I said, less than ideal. You know, a lot of people talked about why are they signing all these players in the offseason? You know, where are they all going to fit? This is why you need them right now for injuries like this that are unexpected. Let's face it, Tom Wilson getting injured in the first game of the playoffs, you know, last uh, spring was not in the cards. You know, Nick Backstrom having that hip resurfacing procedure done was not in the cards. So it's always good to have that added depth 
for situations like this, and there are a couple guys already on the roster that are vying for spots to play. So you can insert someone like Snively. You can put someone in like McMichael or a plethora of different players that are down in the AHL that played in mini camps and, and in preseason games that are like saying, coach, put me in. So this is a, you know, one loss is a great opportunity for someone else. Don't get me wrong. I want Connor Brown to play there. You know, that's why they signed him in the first place, but I'm trying to make some lemons out of this lemonade here. Uh, so, and in any case, when you take a look at it, Brown was engaged with Canucks defenseman Noah Juleson when he went down and collided with the boards in front of the visitor's bench. He clutched his right knee briefly, then limped straight down the tunnel to the room. And when you saw this injury in real time, it was one of those things where you're like, he looks uh, pretty injured because he was kind of bent over and, you know, kind of grimacing in pain. You could tell, you know, it wasn't, you know, some light hit or light tap that he had. He was in substantial pain. Um, so, you know, let's just hope. I mean, again, there's not a lot of information out there right now other than to say he's day to day, you know, kind of just the generic answer that they always give you until there's further information out there. So let's just hope that it is a brief incident. Brown did not return to the game. He is still looking for his first point as a capital with Kuznetsov out Thursday and Brown potentially sidelined a Caps team that is already without Tom Wilson until the holidays and Nick Backstrom indefinitely figures to be facing its first big test of the season. This is a Caps team that is 500 right now. You know, there's a lot of talking heads and people around the NHL that say that this is a bubble team at best. So, I mean, I don't want to prove all of them right that this team is a bubble team, that they're kind of just, you know, an aging core in their past, their era, you know, Ovechkin and that old team over there. So, in any event, the Capitals do not want to get too low down in the standings. You know, I know it's we're only just in the very beginning of the season, but the Caps are at 500 now. So they need to use that positive momentum of a big win that they had the other night. That was a team building. That was a team tough game. You know, they were down against pretty great odds in the second. And then they had that resurgence and that will to win in the third. And that was a team working together. That's why they won the game. That's what the Capitals need going forward. Um, just, you know, that's what you need to do at the end of the day. It could also create an opportunity for prospects. Like I said, Connor McMichael and Joe Snively, both are looking to make their season debut. We have guys who are itching to play. If it comes to that, Lavulette said, Snively has been working hard. McMichael has been working hard. These guys want to play. They don't like being out of the lineup. They're coming off good training camps and they want to get back in. And nothing will stunt or stymie the growth of a player than sitting in the press box. I know they, they take uh, practices and they have in pregame skates, all that kind of stuff, but it doesn't really replace real game experience. So it's my contention, my belief that if they don't plan on having McMichael in the lineup, if they don't plan on having Snively in there, then they should, they would be better served to be playing down in Hershey where they're going to get some real time action because, you know, pregame skates and practices, that kind of thing, that is not a replacement for the real thing. And ultimately, what I think they should do is just kind of rotate those players through. Kind of just, you know, I know that there's egos and all that kind of stuff at place. You know, we talked about why did Axel Janssen, Fjelby, and Brett Leeson, why did they get waived when McMichael could have gone down just as easy and been called up and back and forth? because there's egos and that kind of thing in place here. And I think that ultimately they didn't want to ruffle the feathers of Connor McMichael too much. But I think, you know, if you kind of explained it to him and said, hey, you know, would you rather be watching this team in the press box 
Um, or would you rather be down in Hershey getting some real-time experience? You know, I think that, you know, if you're willing to look past the money, because let's face it, they make more uh, so oftentimes when they're playing on the big team, I guess he's on a one-way deal. So that doesn't really tie in, but um, you know, if they're on a one-way deal, they make the same on both, but if they're on two-way deals, it's advantageous for them to be on the big team. But if you remove money from the equation, then I think it would only make sense. I think it's about swallowing pride a little bit and saying, you know, I, uh, there's not a spot for me on this team as of right now, why not get some real world reps down in Hershey where I can, you know, keep working on my game. So when that opportunity comes and it will come based on injury, he might get, you know, the opportunity in the next game here, but either Snively or McMichael, if they're sitting out for too long, it would be in their best interest to get in some real world reps down in Hershey. You know, I know everyone on Twitter is saying it's time for Connor McMichael, like it's the second coming of Christ, but I don't really think that's the case. Uh, I think that, you know, he's a good player, but I still think he needs to marinate a little bit, uh, you know, and I think that, you know, maybe some time in Hershey would do him well. So depending on Brown's status, the Caps could opt to call up a 13th forward from AHL to take on the trip just in case. Once we get through today, we'll have a better understanding of what we're dealing with, Laviolette said. So I guess that's all we can really hope for is that, you know, it's a day-to-day -day situation. So we're going to have to take it day by day. We don't know, have anything else to go on other than what they tell us. And when they uh, talked to Laviolette about it, he said, it's day-to-day. -day. So unless someone else has some sort of inside information with the team or some access to the team that can tell us uh, otherwise, that's what we have to go on here. All right. So after the break here, we will talk about... Alex Ovechkin in his flurry of offensive power, he was kind of slow to start here, and then he comes and gets four points in one game. Where is this all coming from? We'll talk about Alex next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this following segment here, we're going to talk about Alex Ovechkin, who has been pretty snake-bitten, shall we say, to start the season. But he came alive in this last game and just really showed up on the score sheet. It was a four-point night for him and uh, two goals, two assists. And um, we hope that, that, you know, this is just a, a sign of things to come because an Alex Ovechkin firing on all cylinders, I think that that positivity and, you know, that leadership from the captain is contagious and uh, we really hope that he can continue to keep rolling there. This was a story in Washington Hockey Now. They were talking about Ovechkin had an offensive outburst, dishing four points, while Connor Sheary, Dylan Strom, and more helped Washington to dominate 6-4 to four over the Vancouver Canucks. I think we were kind of pissed with what happened in the second, and it was a great response by everybody, Ovechkin said. You can see when we play the right way, it doesn't matter what kind of score. We can always bounce back and win the game. And that was the big thing out there. Darcy Kemper had a bit of an off game, you know, so that's everyone pulling on that rope. That's the thing that they have. That is the new thing for the year is the rope. It gets handed out to the standout player of the game. And it's, you know, that's what it was about. Everyone pulling on that rope last night. It was a team victory. It was a team helping out your fellow teammates. Darcy Kemper did not have his greatest game so far. Uh, you know, he allowed some soft goals. He was a little out of position. He allowed some juicy rebounds. 
So, but just to refocus it, not kind of just, you know, dwell in the doldrums of, you know, what went wrong here. Let's concentrate on what went right. It was a Caps team that picked up a W. At the end of the day, that's what shows up in the standings. It doesn't say that this player had an off game or that player had an off game. It's a win and loss, and the Capitals picked up a win. Ovechkin and the Capitals fans shared a major sigh of relief on Monday as the great eight Finally found Twine after going the first three games of the 22-23 season without a goal, marking the first time that happened in 10 years. The captain's first of the year came on a rather odd play as Ovechkin made a pass up to TJ Oshie at the front of the net. However, it ended up going off the pad of Thatcher Demko and in. And it was not a great game for Thatcher Demko. He is lauded as one of the better goalies out there. I just think he's a bit of a victim of circumstance. I think if you took Thatcher Demko out of the Canucks and placed him on a contender, I think that, you know, you would see what kind of goalie he is because we saw the same thing that happened with Holtby. Holtby left the Washington Capitals and he went out to the Vancouver Canucks and he played poorly. So I just think that, you know, that uh, Vancouver Canucks team is not... One of the great teams, to be honest with you out there, as they are winless so far. He wasn't done there. Ovechkin was all over the place, making smart passes, moving his feet, and generating grade A chances. He played with Strom and Connor Brown, who was injured in the third period and did not return before moving to play with Evgeny Kuznetsov and Connor Shiri. There he added two more assists and also scored on a nice redirect off Kuznetsov pass later on to make it 6-4. to four. It was challenged for offsides, but was ruled onside and a good goal that stood a better ending than the one he got against the Canadians. He is now 18 away from 821 from passing Gordie Howe and 113 from breaking Wayne Gretzky's all-time record. So just a really great night for Alex Ovechkin with four points, two goals, two assists last night against Vancouver. Ovechkin passed, uh, excuse me, Doug Gilmore for the 20th most points in NHL history and Brett Hall for the second most multi-goal games in NHL history. So just a really standout night for Ovi as he is coming alive with the offense. Let's hope that that is a sign of things to come. Again, like I talked about, this Capitals team, you know, with Ovechkin scoring, getting multi-points in each game, he's getting goals, he's getting assists, he's getting multiple shots on goal. Those are all good things for the Capitals, and those are things uh, for this team to build on. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone bring the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday. Available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.